0: welcome to wacky wednesday on the arrowhead attic channel i'm adam best joined by the golden voice of sterling holmes and producer richard doing his thing behind the scenes congratulations sterling i heard Thank you. something big monumental
1: happened last week yeah yeah i i, I gave my girlfriend a ring the one that deandre hopkins is not going to get now that he's a tennessee titan uh, but it happened i'm an engaged man i'm a fiance which is very weird to say uh Which one is it? F I A N C E? Who has the two E's? The guy or the girl? I don't know.
0: Who's to say, really?
1: Impossible to know. Yeah. You think I'm going to look it up?
0: (laughs) I was in that spot for uh, quite some time and I still
1: don't know. So
0: don't blame, don't beat yourself up.
1: Uh, No, I'm very excited, though. We actually have Chiefs talk. We actually have. OTA or not OTA this is a training camp. I mean, yesterday was the first day, right? Uh, the 18th, rookies and quarterbacks reported. I am really excited for this because this is a time time of year where everyone has a chance. Everyone has a chance, there's always, of either making the team. Each team, they have zero losses on their resume. Even the Houston Texans think they have a chance to make the playoffs. And if you make the playoffs, anything can happen. But as far as a player perspective, now is the time we can actually start diving in and digging into positional battles. What's going to happen? Who's in shape? Who's out of shape? Now is the time. Best, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a time of optimism for all fan bases, but particularly our fan base Coming off a Super Bowl, our second Super Bowl in four years, every Cinderella story is possible. And I think a lot of us are rooting for those undrafted free agents. You know, one of those guys to crack the team. It's always exciting when that happens, but uh, we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we get into everything Chiefs related, I want to give everyone who is listening right now an opportunity to go to FanDuel. Okay, go to FanDuel. New customers can get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand bucks. All you have to do is click our link in the description to sign up. If you sign up for FanDuel with our link, you'll not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be greatly supporting our podcast. So if you're interested in trying FanDuel, click the link below to sign up with us. This offer is available for new customers who are 20 and physically present in most legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the description for the full terms of the offer. And if you already have FanDuel, you can head to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find more betting offers and ways to support the podcast.
0: No huge news today, but I think we've got a lot of nibbles to bite on, to snack on. So we're bringing back Summer Smorgasbord and our favorite, the boob countdown, the 8008. You ready to rip through? Furiously rip through. Uh, yeah, it's not a countdown of actual boobs. Don't get too, too exact. No guys. best.
1: I'm going to keep you going, man. I, I want to see how many ways you can flounder. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, don't I'm backtrack back. now. No, no I want, no, no. I want to see this count, this countdown of boobs. You're so, uh, so intrigued about. I got it all out.
0: <laughs> let's start with speaking of getting it all out. Let's start with Rasheed Rice, who puked today during training camp. He actually vomited. Uh, is this cause for concern or a nothing burger?
1: I would say it's pretty hot outside. I wouldn't say it's a hundred degrees outside yet in St. Joe, but the humidity is wild. We knew that this was going to be a little, little interesting for a rice. And, and here's the reason why he played at around, I think it was 212 or so in or two Oh two or something like that. In college, he got up to 212, and then Andy wanted him to lose 10 more pounds. He's now supposedly back down to his plane weight in college. Um, He's just getting back in shape. Andy Reid said these guys are going to run. It's a rookie. He's going to run. This is a new experience for him. I am not worried. Now, if this is week eight and he's yakking on the sideline because he is not in shape, yeah, then I'm worried. If this is next year in training camp and he's yakking during practice, then sure, I'm worried. I'm not worried right now. Andy Reid runs a very difficult, traditional uh, training camp. We know it's hard, especially for wide receivers. He's getting his conditioning in. And by the way, he didn't seem concerned. He puked and rallied. I am fine. This, to me, is a nothing burger. If this continues on into the season, I'll monitor it. But right now, this is nothing for me.
0: NFL fans like to do this, particularly with quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, Last year, it was Traylon Burks. The year before that, it was, oh, my God, Jamar Chase can't catch the football. He's terrible. He's a bust. Turns out he's, through two years, one of the greatest receivers we've ever seen. Now, I'm not comparing Rasheed Rice to him, but even in Kansas City, remember the whole panic around Patrick Mahomes throwing interceptions in training camp? Yeah, That was a big ordeal. And I, unfortunately, I feel like this is going to be a narrative for a while, that it's going to make fans worry about Rasheed Rice. And Andy Reid's training camps are brutal, man. He is old school He's new school in some ways, but he's old school
1: in this way. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I like what Phantom said. That's when you know it's a great practice. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. I, I mean, if he was done for the day, if he was freaking out saying, I can't believe this happened to me, then I'm worried. I This is a nothing burger.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's already, for some reason, uh, a little bit of panic around Rasheed Rice. I don't know if it's where he played, the gimmicky offense, the separation, but I think this will only add fuel to the fire. I wouldn't personally worry about it, but we'll see where Chiefs Kingdom takes it.
1: Yeah, I will say, if you want to monitor or follow anything, follow his weight around, because it did sound like, from what I have heard, that they were trying to bring him back down uh, weight-wise just a little bit. I don't know if that's to try and gain a little bit of speed, if that's trying to hopefully get him to be quicker acceleration-wise, to get more separation. Um, I thought it was a little... Fascinating since he is a little bit of a bigger body and he was able to go up and win a lot of 50 50 balls in college. Um, I thought that was at least interesting. So I would monitor his weight, something to at least keep track of. But again, um, no panic here for me.
0: The other thing is, I believe the facility he was practicing at in SMU is air conditioned. So, uh, you know, I never puked during uh, two a days, but I saw lots of guys do it in, in, oh. both, in both high school and college.
1: Dude, I would stop. Dude, if I'm yacking, I am not going out there. I'm soft, dude. If I'm yacking, I'm saying that's an excuse for me to not do any more uh, cardio. I hate cardio, okay? Cardio is the absolute worst.
0: And you know the worst thing about throwing up during football practice? It gets all over your face mask. And
2: apparently oh, <laughs>
0: <Peter laughs> And apparently, you can smell it. It's disgusting. Mm, not good way to end on that come on what the, what the hell best hey we're, we're talking about puke I mean it's gonna get a little gross there's right, well, nothing nothing else you can you can do about it
2: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or Mc Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love
2: for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: All right, what do we got for number
0: two? Wide receiver Nico Remigio. How's the pronunciation there?
1: I like Remigio.
0: Remigio. He's an undrafted free agent out of Fresno State, and he's making noise early in camp. Could he make the team as a return specialist? Maybe
1: out. You're out. I'm so out. I'm so This This will not take four minutes. Okay. Here's why there's already a log jam at wide receiver. Folks already want the chief to keep it seven wide receivers. This dude is not jumping over Justin Watson, Richie James, Justin Ross, John Ross, um he's not jumping over the back in guys who are vying for that spot i don't care if he is a return specialist you already are going to probably at least in my mind see denaric prince as the kick returner um they've compared him time and time again to niall davis if that tells you anything guess what that's going to be your kick returner punt returner. I think there's a multiple ways you can go here. I think Richie James makes a little bit of sense. I think as long as Kadarius Tony is not um, the guy I'm fine. I also don't want Sky Moore back there. I'm fine. I think Richie James right now makes sense to me as the punt returner. This seems like a practice squad uh, kind of stash. I'm seeing a lot of folks in the chat saying the uh, the same thing, but that's my take on this. I don't think there's a legitimate opportunity for him.
0: Isn't Amir Smith-Marset still? hanging around as well. A similar kind of player. Uh, I do think the Chiefs want to get both Kadarius Toney and Isaiah Pacheco away from the return game. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kadarius in the playoffs or in high leverage moments. I could see like a a tied game in the fourth quarter against the Bengals. Maybe they put him back there as a weapon. But generally you want to keep those guys healthy, especially since Pacheco is coming into the season already banged up. So I agree with you. Deneric Prince probably has the inside track to that role. But if for some reason he gets hurt, something happens, someone is going to have to return kicks.
1: Uh, I will say, looking at his measurables, they're not great. His 40 time was 4.57, which puts him in the 26th percentile of wide receivers. Uh, his three cone is 7.2 and his shuttle is 4.33. Uh, his shuttle is in the 26th percentile of receivers as well. And this three cone is in the 13th percentile. Again, I'm not saying this is the end all be all, right? I'm not saying look at combine numbers; that's the only thing you need to look at. But if you're looking at for, if you're looking at shifty, you're looking at acceleration, you're looking at top end speed. It doesn't seem like it's all there. I, I don't see the the hype personally.
0: Yeah, and keep in mind, one of the reasons he's shining might be because he was in college, I believe, for five years. He either already got his master's or is working on it. He's a very smart dude. Went to Cal Berkeley, transferred to uh, Fresno State his final year. Uh, I think it was just he wanted to go somewhere different after a five and seven season. But he's a very intelligent player who knows a lot about football already. So that may give him a little bit of an advantage.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He played five years in college because of the COVID year. Uh, His last year at Fresno was actually really impressive. 852 yards. um, Pretty impressive. Only one touchdown, but still 852 yards at Fresno. Uh, Can't knock that. But this seems like a practice squad type of guy in my mind.
0: Yeah. I also read that he was a captain at Cal. So good guy to have hang around. Uh, Probably a long shot. To make the team. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. The countdown, OTRON boob. Let's save 30 seconds and move on. I don't have anything else to add here.
0: Let's bank it, baby. Number three, Brittany Mahomes' increased media exposure is causing the haters to see her in a brand new light. Is this long overdue? Personally, I think it is.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I, I watched the that Netflix docu-series, Quarterback. First off, what an incredible series. I found myself loving Kirk Cousins. seems like I would love to grab a, I don't think he would drink, so maybe a cream soda with the guy. Um, hard to not root for Kirk Cousins after watching that. But, but yeah, I mean, Brittany Mahomes just seems like a wife who supports and loves her husband. I don't get why she's getting ripped on. I think it's easy to rip on Jackson Mahomes. Like I have no issues there. Let's be real, but I have no problem with this one. I mean, uh, I was in Southern Indiana, small town. And what I found fascinating was everyone who watched this, all my, you know, my cousins, you know, just um, family. They also, they, they watched this and loved Brittany Mahomes. I don't know if it's a small town thing, having your, your significant other be so outspoken and supportive of you, but I thought, you know what? What harm is this doing to anyone? obviously Patrick loves her obviously he does not mind the um outspokenness she she brings, but also she was a competitive athlete so she's going to have that competitive nature. I see this as i don't know why people complain no one's married to her except for Patrick if you complain about her, that's on you
0: Well, I know why people complain first off they're trying to nitpick any any, uh, weak link in the armor of Patrick Mahomes. And it's very hard to find any. So picking on his family, which eh, is kind of warranted with Jackson, especially now, but with Brittany, I think it's never been warranted. I think women in sports just being flat out honest, uh, are expected to be perfect and and act differently than men. And if they don't, they kind of have to pay a, pay a tax. If they don't know their place, I really believe that watched it over, the, over the years, We're we're still kind of progressing as a society there in the sports world. Uh, But, you know, she's been with him since day one, since they were teenagers. She helped him build this empire. He said it himself that she is the key to his success, that she matters more than anybody else and helped him build it. So listen to Patrick, right? He's saying that. uh, And I think she's, she's come off really good. There's not only that Netflix doc. She was in a CBS interview with Nate Burleson. They did this fun GQ couples trivia that was on YouTube. I like that a lot. You got to see the playful side of their relationship because, you know, the CBS side and even the Netflix doc to some extent uh, got kind of serious. So
1: I-, I will also say I love that she's doing stuff with KC Current. Um, doing stuff in Kansas city, trying to help out and grow the Kansas city sports community. I think it's very, very cool. Obviously her and Patrick, they're, they're putting roots down. We, we know they're building that brand new, gorgeous home. I mean, that's just amazing Okay, It's amazing. Uh, but, but only 40 yards. <laughs> but again, this is someone who wants to have roots in Kansas city. Like that to me is impactful. This is not someone who's like, no, I want to live in LA. No, I want to live in New York. I want to live in, in Texas back, you know, back in her hometown. They're happy to not only stay in Kansas City, they want to live in Kansas City. They want to grow Kansas City. They're doing it together. And I find that amazing for a couple.
0: Yeah. And put yourself in her shoes. One second, you are the wife of a somewhat irrelevant rookie. And then one year later, you are the wife of the hottest name in sports, an overnight sensation who wins the MVP. The next year goes on to win a Super Bowl. And you've been with that person since you were young. I mean, I don't think she's acting that rowdy. I would be flipping out way more than she does.
1: Uh, Quickly, before we get out of here as well, I want to point out, I met her. I met her in person. I met her and Patrick, and she was lovely. She was extremely kind. I, I, I said my name was Sterling, and she's like, No way, I have a daughter named Sterling. I'm like, Yeah, no, no bleep. I know that, but I had to pretend like I, I didn't know because I don't want to, like, everyone knows, but she was very nice. Yeah, you didn't want to be weird. I get it. Yeah, she's very nice, very normal people, her and Patrick. I don't understand where the hate ever comes from.
2: Touchdown, Kansas City.
0: Let's do a quick pause of the countdown Otron. Tron. Just want to ask you a very Fast question: They're doing season two of Netflix Quarterback. Which three quarterbacks would you select?
1: Russell Wilson, for sure. Um, I think Russell Russell Wilson would be my my number one choice. I, I would say probably either a Josh Allen or a Joe Burrow, one of those other top uh, top of the line quarterbacks. And I think for number three, I would put I think Ryan Tannehill would be really interesting. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett might be interesting as well. A, a younger, uh, unproven guy. If you want to go with the journeyman one again, I think you could probably look back up at Seattle and try and see what Geno Smith does this time around. I will also point I'm, out...
0: You're picking like 20, dude. I have three of my own, and now you're bleeding into mine.
1: Oh, well, now I'm being an ass. Is that what you're saying? Kind of. Go ahead. No, just really quickly, I, I, I find it fascinating when you look at that Netflix docuseries uh, Quarterback how close and how small the margins of victory are, not just with the Chiefs winning, but think of Atlanta losing games. They easily could have been five and two. I mean, easily could have been five and two. And maybe we're talking about Marcus Mariota as the Geno Smith last year. It didn't happen. He gets benched, and now he's a backup for the Eagles. I mean, that is how small and how slim the margins of victory are in the NFL. That's what my main takeaway was from that show.
0: Well, the other part is Geno Smith is actually good and Marcus Mariota can hardly hit the side of a barn, but I hear you. My three would be Lamar Jackson. I just think he's a fascinating player. And I think like Brittany Mahomes, the public narrative on him is off. He's a smart guy, good dude, and can pass the football. And now he has an offensive coordinator that will allow him to pass the football. So that would be one for me. Number two, you mentioned it, Geno Smith. He had a renaissance that just kind of came out of nowhere. Very Trent Green-like. Don't you Um, think? And then my last one would be Baker Mayfield's last shot. Can he hold on in the league? So it's a good one. It's a good one. I I think Russell Wilson's a really good one too.
1: Yeah. Um, I would love to see because Kirk cousins came off. So genuine, like Kirk cousins came off. Like that's who Kirk cousins is. He's just a good dude. I would love to know if Russell Wilson, we always think, at least I do. I think he's phony. It comes off very disingenuous. I wonder what he's like behind closed doors, a little peek through. Maybe it actually helps his case. Maybe it hurts his case. But that's why I'd be fascinated to see how uh, genuine that dude really is. Yeah,
0: I think he'd be Ned Flanders behind closed doors, but hopefully we'll get see. C. Let's move on to number four. This is kind of a silly one, but it's fun to talk about. Chris Jones only got a player rating of 96 on Madden. So... Was he robbed? Not getting that 99, you know, that coveted 99.
1: I mean, Aaron Donald was 99, correct? For the seventh year, whatever it was. Right. Is Chris Jones still the second highest rated interior defense alignment at 96? He is. I don't have an issue with it. First off, if you're using Madden to try and say what a player is or isn't, that's on you. If you get upset over Madden ratings, that's on you. Uh, surprisingly, the Madden rating people—they're not GMs. Uh, it's a lot of name recognition, and who has the bigger name recognition? Aaron Donald or Chris Jones? We know how this goes. You look at what Hassan Reddick did compared to Bosa last year, and you, or was it Bosa who was or who, who's the? Um, yeah, Bosa for the Chargers, and you look at the difference in rating, and you look at what Hassan Reddick has done over the past three years, and then you look at what what he has done. And right. Redick actually has the numbers to back it up. But when you look, it's like a 10 point differential. It's name recognition. Um, 96 is really good for Madden. I, I, I don't get upset over Madden ratings personally.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to get upset, but it's fun to talk about. And they do make mistakes. Odell Beckham is ranked higher than Garrett Wilson. That I, I saw that from our jet site. That's insane. So, uh they, they sure do mess up. And in my eyes, Aaron Donald was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Didn't play that much. And I thought even when he did, Chris Jones was better. He was top three, I believe, in pressures. He was number one in getting doubled. Monster in the playoffs. I think it's fair to say when both Mahomes and Kelsey were reeling a bit, dealing with injuries, the ankle for Mahomes and the, the tight back for Travis Kelsey He really carried the team against the Bengals and closed that sucker out. So I think he deserves the 99. He was a lot of people's defensive player of the year last year. Uh, Unfortunately, the voters are kind of old school and just look at sacks and nothing else. Uh, That kind of sucks. But uh, I would have loved to see the 99, man.
1: Yeah. I would have liked to see it, but I don't really care. I I don't have a huge preference either way. I think 96 is is fair. We're not talking about a dude who came in at 88. Um, Okay. What
0: about Creed at 90? Creed Humphrey got a 90. Where's Jason Kelsey? Is that low? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, I would say he needs to be at a minimum the second highest rated center, right? Uh, correct if if jason kelsey is also a 90 or if he's a 91 or an 89 then i have no qualms again i'm not going to get super worked up over this but at the same time we know how good creed humphrey is we know his, the name recognition of creed humphrey is still not the same as jason kelsey i will go back and say this i will go back name recognition that's a big deal so um it is exciting, though. Creed Humphrey,
0: after his second year, a second-round pick at center, already has this kind of respect. I do think he's the best center in the league right now. He's kind of taken the torch from Jason Kelsey. Uh, I don't have a major gripe with it. hes uh, It's just good to see him getting respect.
1: I see but- Jason Kelsey is ranked as a, I think it's a 93? 92. Okay. 92.
0: All right. Well, that's reasonable, I believe.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't have a huge, huge issue with it. It's fine. It's Let's
0: fine. bank those 15 seconds. I have a feeling we are going to need it for the next one. Number five, league-wide running back pay hysteria. Is it warranted or overdramatic? Where are you at?
1: Congratulations to Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, you just boned the running back market for a long time, sitting out, and then you come back and you are two scoops of ass? Congratulations. No, I don't know what to do about this. GMs, owners, coaches, media, we know it. We know it's, the running back is maybe the most replaceable position in football. I also think that it's one of the most physical, physically demanding, the shortest shelf life in the NFL as well. I don't know what you do. It's such a fascinating phenomenon where I'm not going to feel sorry for, for guys playing a sport who, who are making millions of dollars, right? Like they're making millions of dollars. No one is forcing them to play football. No one is saying you have to play football, but imagine this, imagine you're at your job. Everyone else around you is getting pay raises. Everyone's getting raises, but you, not only are you not getting a pay raise, they're coming to you saying, you're getting a decrease. You're taking a pay cut while well, everyone else around you is getting more and more money because the company's doing very well. That is what's happening in the NFL. Again, I'm not saying feel sorry for dudes that are making $5 million a year. I'm not. I, it's I'm all just relative, saying, though, I, I, I can understand the frustration of running backs who see everyone else's pay rising and yours, well, not even staying steady, is decreasing.
0: Yeah, that's the problem, though. They were overpaid and overrated in the past. Adrian Peterson, 10 years ago, made $12 million. That's more than Barkley, Pollard, and Jacobs are getting now because the franchise tag. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the franchise tag is being used the way it was intended. They originally wanted it to be a bridge, a negotiating bridge, right? And the way they're using it on running backs who have, I mean, every year for a running back with that short shelf life counts, and they're just using it. Uh, to extend basically that rookie contract and pay them poorly. Uh, So I'm torn here. I'm torn here. I do think it's unfair because that position, if you want to just uh, use them up and throw them away, you can do that more than anywhere else. You give a guy 300 carries. I mean, think about how fast Larry Johnson broke down after he had, that huge season or Jamal Anderson with the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on, David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, um, you know, uh, even Alvin Kamara has not been what he once was. It's just the position you take such a beating. You're done a lot of times by the age of 27, that second contract, you're not going to be the same player you, you were on that first contract the only way you go about it is if there's a different pay scale of when these guys get drafted, if you draft a running back and running backs are paid differently than other position slots, just based on that, you'll also probably start seeing less first rounders and second rounders and third round running backs because of that. But there's no good answer here. Again, everyone else, every other position, the pay is rising. I understand Casey DC saying how many jobs can a 21, 21 year old kid get that start in the millions. Hey, I get it. It's I get well, it.
0: it. It's relative though. You know, uh, there's, you know, it's supply and demand and NFL players are paid the way they are because their product turns out a ton of money. I,
1: I uh, love I, this, this, this comment by phantom. It's the only position that's not protected by rule changes. I mean, the rule changes just, are not affected running back. I've not even thought of that. I think It's a very, very good point. Um,
0: I, I heard one potential solution that I kind of like and it's lumping all skill players together under the franchise tag. This would not only help Saquon Barkley, it would help Travis Kelsey.
1: But you're not going to franchise tag a running back then. And Saquon's not getting franchise tag. It might help home. getting a, an extension, but you're not getting franchise tag. You would never well, see a running back get franchise tag for $20 will, million.
0: That doesn't matter. What it allows them to do is hit the open market, which is what they want to do. If they're – if they're, uh,
2: Kansas City.
0: If the team that drafts them isn't Hey, to, hey, the to touchdown
1: play. was from a running back. we got to stop.
0: I know you're going to like this one. Number six, wide receiver Denzel Mims, a former second rounder, is being released or traded by the Jets. Should Brett Veach inquire? What do you think?
1: Oh, this has Brett Veach written all over it. Totally. Yes. I loved Denzel Mims coming out of college. He played at Baylor. I thought the Chiefs should have taken a look then. Uh, They did not. He goes to the Jets. The Jets had a a lot of young talent at wide receiver. And then he just fell out of favor. Uh, They got off on the wrong foot. He is still only 25 years old. He's 6'3". He's a bigger bodied guy. I would love to see the Chiefs take a look. At Denzel Mims. I'm not saying he's going to be a star. I'm not saying um, that he's a sure thing, but it does not hurt to kick the tires on a 25 year old second round draft pick with all of these tools.
0: Yeah. And he's kind of a rare specimen. I mean, he's a big bodied receiver. He's kind of, I would say sort of a prototypical X and those kind of players are being phased out of the league. I don't know what was going on with the jets. I mean, remember this is the franchise that Had Elijah Moore, who looked fantastic when he was healthy as a rookie. Didn't want to play him last year. Didn't want to get him the ball. Uh, Preferred Braxton Berrios, who's a nice little utility player. But him over Denzel Mims. I just don't get the Jets. And uh, also keep in mind, their quarterback situation has been abysmal. I know he didn't really see the field much, but when he did, he didn't have much of a prayer. Uh, You kind of have to be a superstar like Garrett Wilson to thrive in that environment, I think. So this would be very Vici. He loves taking shots on uh, players drafted early in the draft that have flamed out or, or busted or whatever you want to call them. And we have so much uncertainty in the wide receiver room. I don't think it would really hurt anything to throw another body in there. You know, did you see The Dark Knight?
1: Yeah, great movie.
0: When the Joker breaks that pull stick and says, We're going to have tryouts, (laughs) you know, and those three guys look at each other like, Oh shit. I mean, that's kind of what the Chiefs have to do. Just, you know. Survival of the fittest with these wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I see Ronald's good point in the chat saying all upside, no risk. If the if each decides to bring him in on a flyer again, he is 6'3. He ran a 40-yard dash in 4.38 seconds. He has a vertical jump of 38 and a half inches. Uh, he was ranked uh, coming into the NFL as the third most athletic. Uh, wide receiver coming out of the 2020 draft. I mean, there are a lot, a lot of things to like with Denzel Mims. I'm not saying it's going to be a hit. I'm not saying, you know, get your pocketbooks out and put all your money on the Denzel Mims train. But I am saying it makes a lot of sense. If you like the signing of Corey Coleman, um, then you should like the signing of Denzel Mims if that comes to fruition. I like, let me put it this way as well. People asked when I said, I think on, I said on Twitter, I think they should take a look at Denzel Mims if he becomes available. And they said, who would you release? If that's the case, if if you want him on the active roster, then who would you kick out? And, and I said, Justin Watson. I, I, I think Justin Watson, in my opinion is a good, I like it to think it was a roller coaster, this high to ride. You have to be better than Justin Watson to make this team. I think Denzel Mim, if he shows out, if he does something, um, I think he'd be better than Justin Watson. And that's the guy that I would probably say, hey, bring in bring in Denzel Mims for. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, he's got great size adjusted speed. I don't know why that hasn't translated, but nothing to lose. The only issue here is if he hits waivers, someone will probably claim him before the Chiefs have a shot. So I think they'd have to do the, the old Mike Hughes uh, we'll give you our sixth. You give us your seventh. Something like that to bring in Denzel uh, Mims. I don't know that that's going to happen.
2: Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: Moving on to number seven. Are we worried about Isaiah Pacheco's injury recovery? And what does that mean for the other running backs, particularly Daneric Prince or even Clyde Edwards-Alaire?
1: No, I am uh, I am not worried about Isaiah Pacheco. Um Isaiah Pacheco sounded like he was good to go. Uh, he was very enthusiastic at, at OT or at, uh, training camp. I don't know why I keep saying OTAs. Uh, at training camp, uh, Matt Derrick was there, and Matt Derrick had a lot of good things to say about Isaiah Pacheco. I am not worried about Pacheco. Deneric um, Prince, I think, makes the roster as the kick returner. I've said that once. I'll say it probably 17,000 times before week one, um, at least until I see something different. And Clyde Wigellare, I think, is – on the roster as well. I think the chiefs carry four running backs this year um, that no fullbacks, spot I know some people want the seventh wide receiver. I think it makes more sense for the four running backs. My personal opinion, especially if you are not going to use Isaiah Pacheco as the kick Turner, that spot then would go to Daneric Prince. Also, you can pick up some short yardage situations, use him at times. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is obviously there as your receiving back. Uh, but no, I'm not worried about Isaiah Pacheco.
0: Yeah, I'm not either. First of all, he's got that dog in him. You know, he played the Super Bowl with a broken hand and a torn labrum. And none of us even knew about it. He looked no worse for wear. Uh he's a tough kid. He I saw some video of him running out today. He looked energetic, happy, feeling pretty good. They're just gonna be careful with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I think generic Prince might get some run if if he were to get injured or if this was to linger, but I don't think so. We'll probably see a lot of generic Prince in the preseason. I will say this I know that Isaiah Pacheco so far has been a hit, but can we let this dude at least play a preseason game first before we start saying Prince is the dude? Like, how many times have we seen this? Darwin Thompson was going to be the next superstar running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, come on. Let's let's pump the brakes. Let's let this guy at least go to training camp. I'm high on Prince, too. Okay? Prince was a great musician. Great. Come on. There's that correlation right there. But let's wait before we see some purple rain. Okay? Have we all gone crazy?
0: We don't know if he's a little red Corvette yet or not. We have to find that out.
1: I mean, we're acting like this is 1999 and running back is going to make all the difference in the world. Let's go crazy.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think on. After what happened with Isaiah Pacheco last year, uh, Chiefs fans are expecting that to be commonplace and it's not commonplace, but they are similar athletes, big blazing speed, kind of unheralded. So It's kind of easy to see why people think that. And also, if there is a replacement on the roster, curious as to what you think of this. If Isaiah Pacheco did go down, knock on wood, I don't think CEH would be a one-for-one replacement. They want a bruiser to punish teams for sitting back and just worrying about Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I also think Clive Chalar was better than people are getting him credit for. I mean, I don't know how I came full circle on C.E.H. Yeah, you looked at the beginning of what he did last year before he got injured. He was, he was scoring touchdowns. He looked better. I know. Uh, but he, looked, he looked better in short yardage situations. I know we always just forget that, and we all like to rip on him because of first-round traffic and he, he missed the Super Bowl uh, parade and all that stuff. I get that. I'm not saying Clyde's a stud. What I am saying is I think he's better than the most people realize he is. And By the way, I love Joshua's comment. Derek Gore was the next Terrell Davis. I'm with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I think one issue with him was yards overexpected. The deeper efficiency stats showed CEH kind of struggled uh, compared to what, what Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco did in the exact same offense. Number eight, where is that money that isn't going to DeAndre Hopkins going?
1: Where are we going to spend it on? Oof. Oof, That is a really, really good question. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they do. Because the real issue was the second year that DeAndre Hopkins got. If you've listened to me, to to this show, and I think almost everyone on Arrowhead Addict, we all would have liked to see DeAndre Hopkins here on a one-year contract. A one-year contract does not hinder Kansas City of extended Kareem Humphrey, Trey Smith, Willie Gay Jr., Nick Bolt, LeJarious Snead, and the like. Okay. Mahomes can make wide receivers better. He can't make linebackers. He can't make safeties or cornerbacks better. Okay. But I don't know where the money would go this year when they restructure Chris Jones, what that's going to look like. Um, maybe it's an edge rusher. Maybe it's Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, I, I see in the chat, maybe it's emergency money. I see uh, October shopping list if needed, it's probably going to be stashed away and used for a rainy day. It's a rainy day fund. Um, Maybe it's some contract extensions that they start giving out this year instead of next year. But I I don't see a real need on this team uh, for that money to go to now that DeAndre Hopkins is uh, a Tennessee Titan.
0: Yeah, they could get proactive perhaps with a luxurious need extension. The Philadelphia Eagles do a great job of extending their guys early and keeping uh, kind of contract negotiations from getting out of control. The other thing is, Last year there were ten midseason trades at the deadline. That's twice as many as the NFL has ever seen. These young GMs are totally different than the previous generation of general managers. And Brett Veach has done a trade midseason two years in a row. He acquired Melvin Ingram, kind of a small bet, but it was helpful. And then he made a bigger bet on Kadarius Tony last year, and we all know how that turned out. So having some wiggle room. And looking at these young groups of edges and wide receivers and figuring out where we actually need help uh, might be the best strategy there.
1: Yeah, roll the money over. You don't need anything right now. Um, I'm still intrigued to see if Charles Aminahou misses any games because of suspension. If that is the case, I wonder if they do then spend money on a, or bring in a veteran edge rusher uh, a done lap or something. Yeah, if he's gone four games, then maybe you do that because you have another rookie in FAU. How much do you want him um, integrated early on in the season? How much do you trust him getting legitimate snaps early on in the season? Again, I'm not worried about later on in the year, but maybe week one through week four you would be. Again, this is a little speculation at this point. It's been pretty quiet on that front if or how many games Charles will miss. Um but I'm fine with rolling over that money until next year. You Just because you have the money does not mean you need to spend the money.
0: Doesn't have to burn a hole in your pocket. The other thing they could do is just take their salary cap medicine. Say, we don't see any good options out there to, to trade for or spend in 2023. We're going to have Chris Jones have a big cap hit this year and then make it lower and spread it out. There's a lot of things they could do to offer flexibility in the future. So it will be very intriguing to see what they do.
1: Yeah. Uh, Flexibility, just like Chris Jones doing yoga.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's a good athlete for that size, man. (laughs) He's got a basketball handle. I mean, he just big dudes like that are not supposed to move the way he moves.
1: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, just speaking of big dudes, uh, Turk Wharton supposedly going to start on the PUP list to start the season. That is the physically unable to perform. So keep that in mind when it comes to the defensive line.
2: Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: Number nine, the Seahawks were the latest team to release a dope throwback uniform and promo it. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, that
1: was a gorgeous Gorgeous jersey that is the most 1990s badassery thing I have ever seen. I, I just as soon as I
0: saw it, Kurt Cobain and the Wu Tang Clan were you know playing in my head, but it maybe bummed out a little bit.
1: You sound garden is better, by the way, just so you know, Sound Garden was better than uh, than Pearl Jam, better than um, Nirvana. Just gonna I don't go know ahead they're, and go out I don't and live better
0: than Nirvana, but I do think Chris Cornell has. Kind of a once in a generation voice, so oh, yeah, I, I, f- I feel all those bands. Hey um, hey
1: hey, chat! Let me know is Soundgarden better than Pearl Jam and Nirvana? I want to know this. These are the questions we want to hear your answers to.
0: Yep, uh, but I get kind of bummed that the Chiefs don't have cool throwbacks, and I don't think the uh, the helmet with the state of Texas that doesn't do it for me.
1: I'm f- the Chiefs have such classic uniforms; they're so classic. They haven't really changed the uniforms, like ever. No, um, no
0: alternate, no throwback. I mean, they're like the only team in the league that they're pretty
1: traditional in that yeah. aspect. I, I wouldn't say I'm bummed, dude. It would be kind of fun to see if they had a every once in a while.
0: I just don't, I don't know. The it's yellow. so classic, though. I game. don't like the yellow. What are you gonna do? I, I don't, I don't know. like the yellow. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we could go with, like, a charcoal gray and Ooh, do something no. different. No? I mean, no. what are you going to do? Black?
2: Do you like, do you any like any the other
1: team? No, I hate all the all blue. The Chiefs don't have great options here. No. Um, maybe gray, you do something with gray. the helmet. Maybe you switch the helmet up. Um, what's your favorite uniform combo? Uh, The all-white. I like the red and white. I like yeah. the red and white, Yeah. The all whites are fine for like once or twice a year. They're icy. I get it.
0: Yeah. I don't really like the all red. I mean, the Kool-Aid ketchup look. I'm not feeling that. And it isn't really good luck. I don't
1: think. I guess don't, don't fix what's not broken. The chief's uniform right now, I think is the best it possibly could be. Seattle's I think was better in the nineties. Personally. Like I think these throwback ones are way, way better. And by the way, Didn't people hate the creamsicles the Bucks wore when they were wearing the creamsicles? Now it's cool. Like the Steelers, everyone hated the bumblebee look and now they brought it back and now it's fun. Sometimes the uniforms aren't great. Sometimes they switch to a better uniform.
0: Nostalgia is a hell of a drug, but let's bank that time.
1: No, no, one second, one second. One one last thing. I have to say something. This is probably going to get me Get me hated on. I think the best jerseys in the NFL are the Patriots throwback with, what's it? uh, Patriot Pat, the center, snapping the football. Yeah. The offensive line never gives love. They never get love. I love that they give some love to the O-line, to the big boys up front. Not only that, red, red, white, and blue is the easiest combo to make look good. But they did a great job with that uh, uniform combination. I hate giving the Patriots credit, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Those uniforms are a 10 out of 10.
0: Yeah, the ones they wore in the 85 Super Bowl. I'm with you there. Let's skip ahead to number 10. I've seen this question floating around, and I'm not a baseball baseball guy, but I know you are. So who's the better athlete, Otani or Mahomes?
1: Oh, dude. Yeah.
0: I've got an answer. Uh, I know I'm biased, though. In multiple ways,
1: I I don't like when people say Otani is like if Mahomes was playing quarterback and then was also playing linebacker or playing. I, I get where they're coming from, but you don't see that in the NFL. There's not really a precedent from that. I, I guess, man, I don't know. There was really, really wasn't a precedent for Otani since Babe Ruth. I was going to say since like uh, the early the late '60s, since the AFL when. The Chiefs were, uh,
0: I mean, even two way players. I'm thinking about Deion Sanders. That was a long time ago.
1: Man, I I almost want to say Otani. What he's doing is so damn impressive. It's not like Otani's been an average pitcher and then an average hitter. I got to pull up his numbers really quick, quickly to show you how great he has been. Um, give me your thoughts really quickly because I'm going to pull up Otani. Okay. Guess what, Otani? Um, what he's done with the bat this year, a hundred is average for OPS plus. We use OPS plus because this is the easiest way to um, bring in all the numbers. Hundreds average. Okay, hitting he's one eighty six. He is eighty six percent above average as a hitter. 86% above average as a hitter. His OPS is over 1,000. 76 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, batting 307. oh yeah, with 35 home runs. Now, that's just him batting. He's been the best batter this year in Major League Baseball. What has he done pitching-wise? Oh yeah, pitching-wise, he has a 3.5 ERA. Okay, his ERA plus, again, 100 is average, is 127. He's been 27% better as a pitcher than average. This is absurd. We were talking elite in both, not elite in one and average in the other. We're not talking average at both. We are talking elite in both. I think what Otani does is actually underrated. I feel like we're finally starting to talk about this more um, because what he's done is so incredible. But I don't like talking like what Mahomes is doing is not impressive. So I don't, I don't know how to answer this question for you, Adam, because oh, I not know wanna... how to
0: answer it because I said athlete. I didn't say who's more groundbreaking in their sport. And I, I would argue that Mahomes is pretty damn groundbreaking. I mean, he's up at, he's breaking every chart and model himself, but here's what you do. Trade sports. Who does better? Mahomes plays baseball, but Oh, come plays on. No,
1: that's, hey, a, hey, that's, that's silly. No, no, it's
0: not. No, it's not. Come he on. he said better athlete. And I think Patrick Mahomes was a hell of a baseball player. Actually got drafted by the Tigers. Good basketball player. He can win at just about anything. He's so competitive.
1: Uh, Man, I, I think you are not realizing how hard it is to play baseball. Even for professional athletes who were professional player baseball or who were college athletes or high school athletes who were studs at what it's, they did.
0: There's no position in baseball. That's tougher than playing quarterback in the NFL. It's not even close.
1: I, I, I'm not saying it's, it, it's different, man. It, it is completely different. I mean, Michael Jordan was known as the best athlete of of all time. You saw what happened when he tried to play baseball.
0: Yeah. I don't, I'm not saying Mahomes would be, would be great or even naked out of the minors, but he'd do a hell of a lot better than Otani would, uh, playing quarterback. So I don't
1: know, man. I, I, I just, I like angry, drunken German. Seems like a fair point, but we can move on anyways. I get it. We're not a baseball podcast, but I want to give credit where credit's due. I think Adams undervaluing how hard it is to play baseball.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't really particularly like the sport. I wasn't good at it. I was good at football. Uh, but I just think playing quarterback, uh, the me- just the media pressure, but also the way you have to process in an instant or you get violently thrashed. There's nothing like that in team sports. Really, I don't know, Maybe, maybe boxing or something. It's just different. <sighs>
1: I will say if you guys want a good if you've not watched Netflix's quarterback, again check this out because I found it really cool how in-depth and how mental the mental side of playing the quarterback is. You see it from Kirk Cousins, and Mariota, and Patrick Mahomes, the work they put in to just first off remember the plays. And then have to realize the seven different things, what they mean, how to line them up, what this means, what counts you're going on, and then relay it from the coach to your team. Oh, and by the way, you can't say, What was that coach? I didn't hear you because you can't talk back. They can only talk to you. I thought that was a fascinating insight of, again, the mental side of playing quarterback.
2: Touchdown, Kansas City.
0: Now that's our 10, but I've got a little extra credit for you. Particularly for you, because I think you're going to struggle to answer this. That's why it's so fun. Two big movies coming out this weekend. On one hand, you have Barbie. On the other, you have Oppenheimer. Are you familiar with with these two movies?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Which new movie should people go see?
1: Barbenheimer. Uh, No, I I will go see Oppenheimer. Okay, don't get me wrong. Uh, Babs looks pretty good. And Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, can't go wrong. Looks pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. It looks like a pretty fun movie. It ain't my type of movie. Give me Oppenheimer. Get, I read so much World War II history already. Come on. Okay? Shout out to Cheeto. He knows in the Discord channel, which, by the way, if you're going to join our Discord channel, we would really appreciate it. I'm sure the link is in the comment section of this YouTube video. Uh, but we talk everything from movies to World War II to Chiefs, obviously, Royals, this, that, and the other. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer looks badass. ass. Hell yeah. and by the way, Harry S. Truman, Missouri boy, Independence Man. Come on, It's Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you there. So both of these movies are hovering around in ninety on Rotten Tomatoes. So they're both excellent. but Barbie is an it's over an hour shorter. And I'm a mover man. A three hour movie in the theaters that is rough. That is rough. I think Barbie sounds like a really fun satire. Uh, I'm into it, but yeah, all things equal. I'm going to pick the one that's two hours and not three.
1: I will say, I'm not going to lie. Barbie does look like a fun movie. It's nostalgic. I'll probably go with my, it's fun to say, fiance. I'll probably go with her and see Barbie. I will probably enjoy it. I might have a few cocktails to to really make it even more enjoyable, but all things being equal. I mean, Christopher Nolan, come on. It's Oppenheimer.
0: You know, Christopher Nolan, I've liked his films, especially these last three, like increasingly less and less. I just think they're so, so serious that there's like no relief from the tension. There's no levity. Uh, But I am a fan of a lot of his films, so I don't want to harp on him too bad. And this also is not a movie podcast. Maybe we'll have to do a side pop culture little thing someday. But uh,
1: What's the worst movie you've ever seen? the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, I know mine. I know mine hands down.
0: Oh my God. That's a, that's a tough question. I really, really hated lady in the water for some reason.
1: I remember that. uh, I remember that um, trailer for it. It looked horrible. Oh,
0: Um, it, it was so
1: bad. Has to be wild hogs. Oh my God. Has to be wild hogs block that out of my memory for so many years. And I saw the other day, I was looking up like uh, just, just movies on rotten tomatoes for some reason. And that movie yeah. showed up and I go, that was the worst movie I think I ever saw. I mean, cheesy, brutal, not I funny. I didn't see it, but Make I remember names. the trailer.
0: I remember the trailer being bad to the bone. And I'm like, this is the most on the nose, aggravating thing I've ever seen in my life. I can't tolerate. there's no way I could have watched that movie. Uh, there's some other famously bad ones, Geely with uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck was a huge debacle back in the day. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't really like trashing movies, but
1: Wild Hogs was so bad that I got not only Wild Hogs 2 canceled. It got another movie that was not even in the series canceled because that movie was so bad. Damn. That's impressive to get two movies canceled, one not even in your own series because that one was cheeks.
0: I wonder how many Razzies it won. You know what those are? Like, it's like the, the bad op-
1: movies, I'm assuming. Yeah,
0: the opposite of the
1: Oscars. Yeah. Uh, pretty fun. I, I just love that you know someone finished that movie and they said, You guys, we got it. We got a hit. This is going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, out Kansas City. They
0: probably said we, we spent a shitload of money on on these actors, <laughs> and we have to try to make our money back, even though it's probably not going to happen. Mm. That was probably what actually happened.
1: Yeah again, let us know in the chat what your least favorite movie is of the whole time. What do you think you, the worst movie is that you've ever seen? because uh, I know mine, I know mine.
0: Excellent pick. Excellent pick. Well, that's all we have for you guys tonight. Until next Wacky Wednesday, I'm Adam signing off for Sterling and Richard. Go Chiefs.